You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and today we're going to be talking about the techniques narcissists use to manipulate and control. There are a lot of things you might have learned about methods the narcissist will use to manipulate and control, but there are also some things narcissists do that you may not be aware of. Now, I've been in this field for over 20 years, and I'm always learning, so it's good to keep our eyes open so that we can see red flags early. Recently, I had a very interesting experience where I met a man at a gathering who gave me a hug, which is pretty common in the kinds of spiritual-based gatherings that I attend. And when I pulled away from him, he said to me, you're really stressed. I felt a little taken off guard by this, as I'd never met this man before, and he was already assessing my mental and emotional state. I didn't feel like I was presenting myself as stressed out, and I didn't particularly feel stressed out. I observed myself presenting in a warm and friendly manner, but after he said this, I thought for a moment... And then I went into explaining myself. Well, maybe I am under some stress, yada, yada, yada. He mentioned that he would work with me or could work with me to help me to release stress, cut cords, things like that, showing me that he was some kind of professional practitioner. And I responded by saying, well, yeah, maybe. I found that I was disturbed for most of the day and When I got together with my 12-step study group that evening, I shared that experience because it was kind of nagging at me. One of the members of my group asked if we'd ever heard of a term called nagging. Now, that's not nagging. It's N-E-G-G-I-N-G. Nagging is actually in the dictionary. It's derived from the verb meaning negative feedback. It's an act of emotional manipulation where a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise, they say, flirtatious remark to another person to undermine their confidence and increase their need of the manipulator's approval. The term was coined and prescribed by pickup artists, which I believe is some kind of um, book or website. I did a little more research and came to realize that nagging can be used in almost any situation with any person. It's not reserved just for the dating scene, but it can be used in that dating scene, mostly by men, in order to gain the upper hand with a woman. She may be caught off guard like I was and buy into the manipulation, but the more in tune we are with our own instincts and intuition, the sooner we will trust that little voice that says something doesn't feel right here. I realized that although nagging was being promoted in the men's dating circles, 
It's no longer being considered a viable pickup method as the majority of women who experience nagging are left with a bad taste in their mouth, just like I was. Nagging also can be used to establish intellectual or spiritual authority over a person to establish superiority. I realized that the man who gave me feedback about the stress I was carrying in my body was acting inappropriately, even if he believed I was stressed, and even if I was stressed. It's really inappropriate for a stranger that you are just introduced to to comment on your mental or emotional state right after meeting for the first time, and also in front of a group of people. In situations like this, we really need to keep our opinions and judgments to ourselves. We don't tend to have a lot of respect for someone who violates our personal boundaries in this way. I didn't ask for his feedback or seek him out as a professional to provide advice. Of course, that would be different if I had. It was clearly offered to put me off balance and put him in a position of authority, someone who could help me to resolve my supposed issue. When you experience anything that looks like nagging, where you are possibly given a backhanded compliment, are left wondering if this was a compliment or a put-down, or feel that someone has immediately put you in an inferior, a defensive, or off-balanced position, you might be the recipient of nagging. So put that word in your toolbox. Nagging is something often used by narcissists to control and manipulate their targets. You might be told, you have a really beautiful face and you'd be a real knockout if you lost some weight. Or you're really smart. Why are you just a school teacher? Or in a situation like mine, you may receive an unsolicited evaluation of your physical or emotional state. Although the word nagging has been around for a while, I just heard about it for the first time and felt it was a good word to put in my narcissist manipulation technique toolbox. I'm not saying one needs to be a narcissist to use this technique, and I imagine it can be very unconscious with a lot of people. They're not doing it intentionally. But I've certainly seen it used by narcissists before I even knew what the term was. So you might even have that experience of looking back and going, hey, yeah, I was in that situation, or I remember when this person did this and I felt this and, you know, you can start to kind of put it together and realize where nagging might have shown up in your life or in past relationships with narcissists. Another term that recently came to my attention is a term called DARVO and it's a capital D-A-R-V-O. So I was recently sent an article on how narcissists use DARVO to escape accountability. DARVO is an acronym for Deny, Attack, Reverse, Victim, and Offender. It's a defense mechanism used by manipulators to evade accountability for the abuse that they inflict on others. 
The term was first presented in a 1997 article by Dr. Jennifer Freyd, a professor of psychology at the University of Oregon and founder of the Center for Institutional Courage. According to Dr. Freyd, the perpetrator or offender may deny the behavior, attack the individual doing the confronting, and reverse the roles of victim and offender, such that the perpetrator assumes the victim role and turns the true victim or whistleblower into an alleged offender. Darvo is truly crazy-making for the one experiencing it, and yet this method is so typical of narcissists. So you might be hearing this term for the first time. You might have heard it before, but as I talk more about it, you'll see what I mean that you've been experiencing this likely all along. It's just another term to you know, put in your toolbox to understand the methodologies used by narcissists. So the first letter of DARVO is D for denial. The first thing a narcissist will do is deny that they ever did whatever it was they did. Cheat, yell, abuse, make fun of you, talk behind your back. They're likely to say, I didn't do that, which is crazy making by itself because it leaves you questioning and doubting your own reality, your own memory of the event or events. Sometimes, however, you may have evidence such as an email or text message or a phone call from an affair partner, and this will help you to keep your sanity in check. But when all you have to rely on is your own memory, you may begin to ask questions such as, is my mind playing tricks on me? I was sure he did this or did that. You may also feel that you're just being insecure, suspicious, jealous, or needy especially if the narcissist tells you that you are. The denial coming from a narcissist is basically saying that the thing that happened didn't happen and you are crazy for saying that it did. What this does is it allows the narcissist to do anything or say anything and get away with it because all he or she has to do is deny what was said or done. He or she simply erases the event from his or her mind and acts like it never happened. So how convenient is that? The next letter of Darvo is A for attack. How dare you call me on my crap? You need to be punished for even mentioning what I did was not okay. How dare you speak out? How dare you have boundaries? How dare you find fault with my behavior? I'm perfect. You, on the other hand, are mentally disturbed, crazy, and you just don't know anything. Now, those of us who have been hurt by a narcissist are just that. We're hurt and we're confused. We're hurt by the things they do and say. And when we express our feelings, we protest, express our sense of injustice, we are further abused. If we ask questions or try to understand, we're further abused. We're attacked for not remaining silent. Having a voice is a real crime with a narcissist. How dare you? A narcissist will either say it didn't happen, or if it did happen, it wasn't that bad, or you're really blowing this out of proportion or making a big deal 
over nothing. It didn't mean anything, or it isn't something to get upset about, etc. So your reality is really being denied. The third letter of Darvo is R for reverse. What a narcissist or sociopath will do is reverse the victim and perpetrator roles, painting himself or herself as a victim and the true victim as the perpetrator. An example might be that you may see a text message come in on your narcissistic husband's phone from a woman that he is clearly having an affair with. The affair is obvious from the message. It's a sexy photo with the words, I miss you, where are you? When you confront your narcissistic husband about what you saw, he comes absolutely unglued that you should read his private messages. You are invading his privacy. You have no right to read his messages. How dare you? You end up feeling like you're the one who did something wrong and may even apologize and try to defend yourself. The attention goes from your husband having an affair, which he says isn't happening. And he might say something like, that woman is just some crazy woman who has the hots for him. But he's not involved with her. The focus is on how he can't trust you because you read his messages. And it'll be a long time before he can even trust you again, which will end up being the reason that he's having the affair in the first place. So it's really twisted. If the abuser becomes violent and hits you or pins you up against the wall, it's because you provoked him and made him mad. It's your fault. You're making him upset or you're causing that bad behavior. If you ask the narcissist about something they did or said out of genuine concern, he or she may twist the story around and focus on something you did or said to take the attention off the behavior of the narcissist. Twisting the story is another example of reverse. We can also call this projection and deflection. Projection is to accuse you of doing what the narcissist is doing, and deflection is to take the attention off what the narcissist is doing and put the attention on what you are doing or your reaction to what he or she is doing. Reversing is another crazy-making behavior that really has you confused and questioning reality. The fourth letter of DARVO is V for victim. The narcissist develops an elaborate victim story. As I was saying with the reversal, the R for reversal, often when the relationship ends, the narcissist paints himself or herself as a victim and has a very elaborate and convincing story he or she tells to anyone who will listen. The narcissist may talk about how crazy you are, how you're on drugs, an alcoholic, or even bipolar, or a series of other things. The narcissist may tell stories of the things that you've done, which are really the things that the narcissist has done. The narcissist is so good at telling stories that he or she is able to manipulate many people into believing his or her narrative. And as a result, you may be seen as the perpetrator. Now, this can happen in your relationship. I mentioned that this often happens when a relationship ends. Of course, this can happen during your relationship as well. In my experience as a counselor for victims of narcissistic abuse, I've seen narcissists have their partners arrested, thrown in jail, 
kicked out of their homes, their children taken from them, and other horror stories that resulted from the narcissist denying his or her behavior and projecting it onto the true victim who is further abused through the legal system or by their own community members who don't believe their story. The fifth and final letter of DARVO is O for offender. The narcissist takes offense to being accused of being the offender. As long as he or she is focused on you as being the offender, he or she evades responsibility for his or her behavior. What is truly crazy-making about this is that there can be no resolution when there is no accountability. There's no apology. There's only projection and blame. You are the one who did wrong. You are the one who should be punished. You are the one who is crazy, unworthy, and so on. All of this can fall into the category of gaslighting, which is something you probably have heard about. Gaslighting is one of the most common terms used to describe the manipulation tactics done by a narcissist. Gaslighting is a method of making someone doubt their own reality or memory. The gaslighter confuses his or her victim through denying reality, changing the story, projecting, blaming, and thereby taking zero responsibility for his or her actions and behavior. Both nagging and each part of DARVO can be considered gaslighting because the abuser is using these techniques to confuse the victim, to gain control, to gain the upper hand. When a perpetrator denies doing something, it's confusing. When you're hurt by a behavior and attacked for expressing your pain, this is confusing. When the perpetrator reverses the situation and plays the victim, casting you into the role of the offender, this is confusing. Confusion is a great word to sum up all of these tactics. If someone says to you, you're really beautiful but could lose some weight, you may not know if you've received a compliment or an insult, it's confusing. Anytime you're made to doubt yourself, your memory, or your reality, it's confusing. So pay attention when you feel confused in a relationship because confusion is a big red flag. If you feel confused or something just doesn't feel right, pay attention. When someone accuses you of doing what they are doing, it's projection. Pay attention. When someone hurts you and then plays the victim, pay attention. When someone lies to you and then accuses you of being a liar, pay attention. This stuff is really twisted. It really twists your mind and your reality, and it's downright confusing. We don't need to be in a relationship with people who use this kind of behavior. We don't need to be confused. People who really care about you will offer validation of your reality, not confusion. And if you're confused and a friend or loved one tries to set you straight, it will likely be done with love and genuine care for you, such as 
honey, that person you're with is not a good person. They're very hurtful and abusive to you. You really need to think about getting out. I know you say that you love them, but people who love you won't treat you like this. People who love you or care about you will be gentle in their approach with you. If they're concerned that you're confused or being abused in some way, they will express that concern in a way that is respectful of you. I remember when I was with a narcissist and he went to an older man that we both knew from church and he said that he thought that I was confused. I'm sure I was, but the old man, he was 92 at the time, said to the narcissist, you're the one who seems confused. It was nice to have someone see the truth. Maybe at the age of 92, this guy had been around the block a couple times and wasn't easily fooled. The code word for being with a narcissist is confusion. Whether you're being gaslit, nagged, or darvoed, you're being messed with for the sole purpose of the narcissist not wanting to own up to or take any responsibility for his or her toxic behavior. You will be thrown under the bus in order for that narcissist to save face. You won't matter. He or she won't care about you. In the end, you are disposable. And this is really painful. It's hard to understand this because we often project our own integrity and ethics onto the narcissist, believing that he or she would never be capable of doing such things to us. We're under the illusion that we were loved and cared about, but someone who does this kind of thing is really incapable of any kind of real love. It's all a game to avoid their own feelings of shame and guilt. For the narcissist, these feelings are intolerable. You have to care about your mental health because the narcissist isn't going to. I had a client recently tell me that she kept trying to get that narcissistic person to see the damage he was doing to her, thinking he would stop and care about her well-being. But of course, that only gave him more power, and he amped up the abuse. Telling a narcissist to stop is often only inviting more trouble. The best thing any of us can do in a situation where we find ourselves with someone using such manipulation techniques is to leave. L-E-A-V-E. L is for let go. I know you want to hold on to the fantasy, but let it go. Let the abuser go. It's your only route to sanity. E is for empathy. Have enough empathy for yourself to stop allowing yourself to be mistreated and abused. A is for action. You need to take action to break free from your abuser. Move out, kick him out or her out, go no contact, file for divorce. Whatever it is you need to do, do it. Don't postpone. The longer you put it off, the further downhill you will slide. So take action now. V is for victory. Once you break free, you're in the first stages of victory. It takes a lot to break free from this kind of manipulative personality. So congratulate yourself when you do break free. It may take time to get past the emotional damage, 
but eventually you will be victorious on all fronts. Now leave has two E's, so we're going to talk about empathy again. Don't empathize with the narcissist. Empathize with yourself. That person doesn't deserve your empathy. And when he or she tries to hoover you back, you have to find the strength and courage to say no. Don't believe the stories, the lies, the fake apologies, or whatever else the narcissist does to hook you back in. You have broken free. You have been victorious. Stay that way. Get help. Block that person from your life. Each day needs to be a commitment to stay out of contact with that person and any of his or her supporters. And if you meet a nagger on the street, always just say no. When someone puts you on the defense, don't take the bait. Walk away. Don't play. You deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Build your life with people who are capable of offering this to you. But also realize you need to offer yourself dignity and respect. The truth is you deserve the best that life has to offer. To stay true to yourself and only allow people into your life who treat you right. I hope this has been helpful and gives you some good solid ammunition for the new year. Be you in 2022. There's no better person to be. You were born to be you and you are a unique and beautiful person who deserves to thrive in your life. So have a blessed new year, my friends. And I'll see you in the next podcast. 